This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we begin, here's a quick message from our sponsors, Foxy. The pay-as-you-go mobile network that gives you unlimited social media for as little as £10 a month. For a limited time only, sign up to Voxy using the link in the description to receive a £40 reward. After only two monthly payments, and you'll also be directly supporting the channel. So click the link in the description to sign up now. Welcome back to Blues Focus TV. Today we are doing a match preview with Matt from Elm Park Royals. How are you, mate, this evening? All good, all good. Reading FC is getting me down, and seemingly is giving giving me a tickly cough at the moment. So, um, so yeah, it's oh, it's just Reading FC at the moment. It's nothing really positive at the moment. It's yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just Reading FC, really. <laughs> it's the Championship football, man. Honestly, it does it to you. It just gets you down. Those you down. those bits where you just sit between like there's there's a part in the table where you just seem to meet the same teams every season, like us and. Reading, I mean, Reading and us are obviously very similar in terms of like always down that bit of the championship. And you've got like teams like Cardiff as well and Bristol mm. City recently as well. So, you know, it's, it's just become natural for us now. We just sit above the relegation zone, just never getting relegated, never going I've, up at the table. I have a feeling as well that Birmingham and Reading are the two longest lasting championship teams left, mm. I think. Which, yeah, we're definitely to... the. We're definitely the longest surviving, that's for sure. Because we yeah. went down in 2011, never been back up, never been down. Mm. But you've been up in 2014, 13? 12, 13, we were in the Premier League that's and it, been yeah. down ever since. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting talk this one. To buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's get into the game then. So um, what's your thoughts on the game? We've done an um, episode on uh, Matt's channel already, so be sure to go and check that out. Um, but yeah, what we've talked a little bit about this before because we did this recording before um but what's what's your thoughts on this game going into it i mean reading fc at the moment the the form has just been dreadful you know we 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 talked about it beforehand paul ince has kind of pretty much just lost all all the support of the fans at the moment because it's just the football has turned dire um it's just been defensive home or away we just sit in we try and grind out seemingly nil nil draws and for a team that hasn't kept a clean sheet since december it's not really a good idea because you're not going to keep a clean sheet um 
Yeah, but it's it's an odd one because it's it's one of those games which probably as an away fan, you probably think it's probably come right at the wrong time because just having a points deduction, will that galvanise the team? Because now, I mean, Paul Lintz came out in his press conference today and said um, he, he admitted to the fact that maybe we'd been too defensive in in the past few months. It's every Reading fan. I mean, it, it was quote tweeted God knows how many times and every Reading fan was seemingly like, no shit. You know, it's what, it's what we've been calling for for weeks months you know he went to cardiff away he hadn't won at home since i think it was first of october and won at home for about four months sat in three four shots and they win it in the 90th minute it, you know it's just it's just been dreadful but he's he came out today and said we've actually we, you know we're gonna have to actually go for wins now and it's like well why have you not done that the past few months you know mm. but it's it's one of those games which i think if you get the first goal the fans have already turned on Ince that, that, that there's been chance of you don't know what you're doing. We want Ince out. Um, second half, Ince make a sub. It's If you get that first goal, it's kind of, it could turn quite toxic quite quickly. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, you guys and your dressing room is going to be aware of that, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just an odd game because it could really go one of two ways. The players might feel inspired, you know, they might, actually want to go out and try and win a game for once which would be nice to see. um but yeah they, 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 there's just not really much hope of that because i've not seen that for months really even the win against rotherham that we had that was lucky two set pieces it's pretty much all the only way we get chances to be honest is set pieces you know open play is dire but um but yeah it, it could be a real gritty game that's 10 that's tend to have been held the games, Reading games have gone through the season, very bitty, time wasting to try mm. and grind out results. But, um, but, but yeah, I just bloody hope that we get, get three points because we're right back down there now. One, one point above the relegation zone. It's never a nice place to be. Yeah. So after feeling relatively safe at 46 points to be back down there on 40 points, it's, um, yeah, squeaky bum time for the last seven games. <laughs> it's how a couple of points off can make you feel, isn't it? Um, crazy, yeah. I mean, we've obviously you've got players like Andy Carroll and uh, Meaty, Mate. I can't, Yaki, Yaki Mate, Mate. That's mm. it. So I always get mixed up with the uh, the E, it always makes me think E, Meaty. Um, but you're quite a fair, you're a very tall and strong side to be fair to you, and you've obviously still got some of those players that are really um, a very aerial prowess type of player. Mm. So I imagine that's your targets really of when you come into games that is your things that you want to get onto the ball really I, I, unless it's a different style of play you try to go for nope set pieces mm. we're we're very one-dimensional in that in that aspect <laughs> right and yeah. i mean even though we've had andy carroll up front and he's been playing 90 minutes every week seemingly much to most fans dismay um i don't think he's even i, I don't think he scored from a cross or from a header this season all of his goals have pretty much come from set pieces you know and headers from a corner or headers from a free kick we've got more goals from set pieces than open play that the whole season and if you like discount deflections and that is I, I think we've scored something ludicrous like six or so goals across the season that haven't that have actually come from our own play you know where we've actually fashioned a chance and it's not been from a rebound or keep us parries it or a deflection mm. um yeah we literally it's set pieces 
which I guess, you know, when you've got Andy Carroll, Lucas Shell, when he plays, Yaki Mate, they're all tall, got tall defenders as well. Um, you know, like I say, we're we're a big team, we're a strong team, we're a physical team. That's kind of what Paul Lintz tried to instill in the team early in the season. You know, we're gonna barrel about, we're gonna be gritty, we're gonna outwork a team, you know, outmuscle a team. Um and but that's that kind of case? Early season, yes, but it's just it, it's faded off through the season. But I think more of it is the reason why it's faded off is because of the way we set up. You know, like I say, we we pretty much set up the last three months to just not or to try and draw games nil nil, and it's just been the toughest, direst watch that I can remember. And I mean, we've had the likes of Paul Clement managing us, and I thought that football was crap. And mm. yeah, you know, like fans have even said that. Oh, blimey, I preferred Paul Clement football because at least he, at least we'd actually have shots. You know, um, th- there's been so many games this season where we've had under five shots, less than five shots, which wow. is just crazy, really. You know, to like e- even in home games, and like I say, just the chances come from set pieces, and you know, when, when you go into a tough run, that football is. Uh, like like most I, I guess if you're winning those games and scoring and winning games may, maybe that's why you know we were happy at the start of the season because it's it's not really changed much the way we've scored it was still from set pieces early in the season but it actually seemed like we were at working teams and there was a brilliant game mm. where we beat Blackburn 3-0 at the start of the season where we just dominated them in every element of the game um but um but but yeah it's just we play for set pieces and Yes, we're quite good at them, seemingly, but yeah, it's 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 a tough watch. Um, mm. Most frustrating thing is obviously, as we discussed earlier, was Lucas Shaw, top championship goal scorer, and he just can't get a game. He's on the bench every time. I mean, he comes off at the week, comes comes on um, at the weekend against Bristol, scores. You know, he's a goal scorer, but he sat on the bench because we got a 33, 34 year old Andy Carroll, who's seemingly immobile playing over him you know just because Paul Lintz doesn't know any other football apart from lump it to Andy Carroll so it's, yeah it seems so strange when you analyze other teams from an outside perspective and you see players like Lucas Shaw who clearly was you know he was a I mean I remember him for Wednesday best really because he was probably one of their best players in that time when they were trying to push for promotion you imagine why is he, and not he was in played the team? out of position then he was played on the wing yeah. for Wednesday because so many Wednesday fans I remember when we got him were saying oh if on his day, brilliant. If you play play him at striker, fantastic. But he was always playing on the wing for them. And I mean, since he came, I mean, he's pretty much he's played striker for us. Every, mm. Um, pretty much since he's been with us. And I mean, his his goal rate is pretty much what well before this season anyway was one in two. You know, it like if if he played a full season, injuries was a problem for him in previous seasons. But if he played a full right. season. He, he was in and around 20 goals. If it was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, he was always in and around it. But this season, for some reason, Paul Lintz just likes Andy Carroll more, which is crazy yeah. given that Lucas Shaw is actually the, the highest scorer under Paul Lintz um, mm. over his entire tenure, even looking back at last season. Um, yeah, it's just frustrate, frustrating, really, um, mm. because, yeah, you know, you've got a player there that can score out of nothing, really. Some of the goals he scores is brilliant, but um, but yeah, we just he's just languishing on the bench, you know. I'm I'm longing for the day where I'll see Andy Carroll on the bench and Lucas Shaw starting. I have to say, 
Maybe it'll be this weekend. Who knows? Maybe. So who knows? <laughs> Speaking on, um, t- uh, touching on Paul Lintz there, I mean, you, you've said about him starting Andy Carroll over Lucas Zhao, uh, the terrible football, the one-dimensional teams. I mean, how much, and could this be his last game? I mean, like, if not, though, how much more does he have to do in order to get the sack? Because it doesn't sound nowhere near as good. I mean, it sounds, no. it just sounds dull and lethargic, really. Summed it up perfectly, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think most fans were hoping with the international break just gone, that was going to be the time when you know the board will, will make the decision. But he's, as he's got through that, and you know, with seven games to go, I mean, a lot of fans still want him to go. But I don't think, I, like, generally, I don't think he'll go before the end of the season. I think I, I think they'll part ways in the summer, but mm. whether that's with us in League One in the championship who knows and i think that's what a lot of reading fans fears are because i think a lot of fans have resigned them to the resigned themselves to the fact that well if ince is still here we're probably in league one um that's why it's kind of got so so toxic so downbeat in the fan base at the moment because yeah it, it, everyone's just lost lost the faith in in ince hopefully the players have still got faith in him because um yeah there's not a huge amount really left in the crowd yeah, I suppose that's the risk you run, isn't it? So you either you either keep with him until the end of the season, and then you you part ways with him, and then you get a new manager in for the summer, or you take it now and you get somebody else in. I mean, if you were to sack him on the spot right this second, who would you get in? Oh, that's a question. Um... If you can't think of certain like a specific person, what's the type of manager you would like as well, though? So I know that can be quite a broad question sometimes of what manager you would want. A manager that can just create chances in open play. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's, that's just it at the moment. Like, um, I know a lot of fans, to be honest, have talked about, I mean, Noel Hunt is a you know, Reading FC legend. He's managing mm. our under-21s at the moment. People have talked about him potentially stepping up. Um, Graham Murty's been linked as well. Again, Reading FC legend. Obviously, I'd have spent a, quite a long time at Rangers in their academy caretaker boss there for a few games as well. Um, yeah, like I, I just think most most fans just want something to, or a manager that can just give them hope when they go to a game. Because I like, I generally think a lot of fans have kind of lost hope with with, with going to Reading games at the moment, which is sad, really, because we, we've seemingly said this season after season. It was like that under Paulo. Panovic last season when when he eventually got got the boot. Um, before that, Jose Gomez, it was it was the same. Um, Clement before that. The only real time really when I think fans were a bit happier was ironically when Mark Bowen was manager and he studied <laughs> the ship after um, Jose Gomez and he famously appointed himself um, manager. Um, yeah, that, that that was a fun one. But um, yeah, it, it's just. <laughs> I, I I just think that's it. You, you know, we just want a manager that can just give give fans hope at the end mm. of the day because stuff seems to be state like as much as the points deduction looks bad on the outside. I think a lot of stuff behind the scenes has happened this season, which has been good. Restructuring Mark Bowen coming back as director of football is good because we had no director of football for about four seasons and it showed. Um, you know, we were relying on super agents, so on Kia Yurabachan. Who is just a just a leech on football, to be honest. And whoever mm. he touches, seemingly, you know, 
nearly goes it's into a lot of those around at the moment in football clubs. Oh, it's it's dreadful. Yeah, a a like people say that agents don't run football, but actually, well, Kia Rabachan isn't an agent. He's an advisor. He's not even got an agent's right. license. But um, yeah, I mean, you look at his track record. QPR nearly sent them into administration. Um, his dealings at Arsenal in the latter part of Wenger's time. You know, some of the money that he threw away there. Um, Everton as well recently and obviously Reading you know he's been oh, he's been leached onto Reading since about 1718 really wow. and yeah it's quite it's, a long time isn't it oh it's crazy yeah well yeah. the he's a close friend apparently of the owner um and the owner came and obviously after our playoff um lost to well actually no it was halfway through the um Fulham second leg in the playoff semi-final it was the weirdest takeover ever mm. announced halfway through the uh the second half um yeah and yeah since since he's come in he's close friend of the owner and seemingly thought he was a good man to trust but um yeah no reading fan wants to see him near the stadium to be honest or anywhere near reading to be honest so um but yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's been too long really (laughs) trying to let, let, let's lighten the mood a little bit because I'm sensing. Some yeah, it's, 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 it's gone very. Yeah, th- th- this wasn't supposed to be a um, Reading FC counselling session. <laughs> yeah, the two teams in a very similar boat, um, Blues and Reading. We've both been in the championship for over 10 years now or we over 10 years this, this season. Yeah, this end, yeah. Next season, yeah, this is our 10th season oh, back God, in the championship and um, yeah, actually we'll, <laughs> we, we, we discussed it before, didn't we? The mm. kind of run with Birmingham that Birmingham have been on the past six, seven seasons and Reading have kind of been similar apart from we've just had a few yeah, good seasons. Yeah, a couple of playoff pushes here and there. Yeah. I mean, that was towards the start of it, I suppose. And mm. the season we came down, we did have a playoff push uh, in the next season. We also had Europe as well and a mad FA Cup run as well. So that was a, an eventful season, that was. Yeah. That was <laughs> after obviously... the Carabao Cup, wasn't it, when you won the Carabao Cup? Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the then. Carling Cup as it was Carling at the time. Cup. I yeah. still refer to it as that because it's just the one that comes naturally, I suppose yeah. to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a mental few se- that mental season that was, and obviously the ones in the Premier League before. And I suppose that's what you have when you have parachute payments, isn't it? When you you're there and there. But once they've mm-hmm. wear weared off, you've either go relegated or you go bust, really. So I think both both, are at the moment. both of us have done very well to absolutely throw <laughs> those parachute payments away. We can cry on each other's shoulders in that case. (laughs) (laughs) Need a good hug from both of us. (laughs) But yeah, let's uh, let's get on to this segment idea that uh, we did in the podcast. If you watch a blue, if you're a blues fan and you keep up with our stuff, Um, it's very similar to the inside the actor studio questionnaire. I don't know whether you've watched it before, but it's it's very simple. It's very just um, to get your ideas and your creative juices flowing. I suppose really, Um, and uh, they're, they're they're sort of based off the questions and. Uh, I've done them with a Reading twist, obviously, because you know it's very easy to do these things. Uh, but only a couple of questions, though, because um, obviously my knowledge on Reading isn't as good as yours as you can probably imagine. Um, but yeah, let's go on with the first question. Uh, very simple: What sound or noise do you love at Reading? Sound or noise? Ooh. Um, I think. I'm going to go with a chant and it's just, it's, it's a simple chant since I was young. It is, it's, it's almost become a, a bit of a, a, uh, almost like a go-to chant at Reading of late. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of stick obviously about the Medeski and now SCL over the years for its atmosphere, but it's been a lot better this season. 
and um yeah if we've if we've won a game usually we kind of end it and after the game with us since i was young and uh yeah it's not a noise i guess it's a bit more of a a charm yeah but yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with that can't think of many other noises you can't really hear the the uh turbine in the background so i can't really go with that one so <laughs> well i suppose then that offers the upper, opposite question what sound or noise do you hate at reading can i go with when a team comes to reading yes it can be any noise when, really, I suppose, when millwall yeah. come to town and they just do the mill <laughs> it's just the most and like that people either love that or hate it mm. how close to the away end do you sit uh i actually sit in club 1871 which is the the side next to the away fans um oh really so it's very the, close then yeah not with the kids up top that seemingly spend all game watching the other the other fans rather than the game but um but yeah i, I stand to the near the scoreboard of uh club club 1871 um mm -hmm. yeah yeah when Mill will come to town it's just like when you hear that it's like a part of me does kind of like it because i know how much it annoys me and i know how much yeah. i'd like that if i was the other side but yeah just throw <laughs> that one in the bin <laughs> a, a relative question to ask uh to the next to what you've just said um preferably used towards the Millwall fans. What's your favourite curse word to use at the football at Reading? Oh, I'm not going to get myself in trouble here, am I? No, um... we're, we're terrible <laughs> for swearing. We've always been told off for swearing too much in vlogs and podcasts and everything. I'm going to go with one against the ref. You don't know what you're doing or just something like, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I can't think. Yeah. I'm going to go with like, just so you don't know what you're doing or just shit ref yeah See, seemingly say that a lot in the championship yeah i'm gonna go with that a bit of ref abuse who doesn't like that? Come on. <laughs> uh maybe a bit of a personal question um what was the last reading game you cried at oh my word so i imagine there's been a lot of apathy in the recent games that you've been I, to yeah i just... It's weird in the in the past couple of seasons, I've just come to expect disappointment. So even like the Fulham seven nil last year at home, that was one of the most dire games I've been to. And I was just stood there, just watching it, just in disbelief, just like shaking my head, didn't cry. Went home, didn't didn't cry, but I was just like, oh, yeah. I, I generally don't know what to do with myself right now. It's 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 weird. I I have to say, I was close actually. I say last season it's come to be disappointment, but last season we came back from 4-1 down against Swansea at home and it pretty much all but confirmed our survival last season. That was a really nice moment. And I was, after it, I was, I, I, I was a bit teary-eyed after it because it was just relief. It was mm. just relief because last season, I mean, again, by Christmas time, I'd resigned myself to relegation and Reading to relegation. I didn't think we were going to stay up. Um, and that comeback was... I mean, four one to then draw four four in the last twenty minutes. That does doesn't happen often. Um, mm. And it was a last minute, ninety fourth minute or fifth minute equaliser by Tom McIntyre, the defender. Easter weekend it was as well. It was actually Easter Monday. Oh really? Last yeah. season. Um, yeah, that 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 was. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. It wasn't full on crying, but I'd have to go back a few few more seasons. That was probably Huddersfield playoff mm. final. But again, that wasn't tears. It was just dejection. Yeah, it was a dreadful game. Um, 
But yeah, I suppose um, you only really cry when things go well for you at the football because it's a lot of emotion. Yeah, you're celebrating, and then once it's all over, you've got time to just be really happy about things. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that I'm... is the crying thing. Yeah. I remember going home after that Swansea game and just because again the atmosphere was incredible. Like like when we were coming back in the last ten minutes, we got back to four three. It was about seventy five minutes to go, and Swansea had just sat back, camped back. We were pounding their goal, um, and then we finally got the breakthrough, and it was ninety fifth minute, and yeah, it was just relief, mm. absolute utter relief, and just elation. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, my last question. This one might rack your brain a little bit, but I, I mentioned it in the podcast last week and I was quite proud of it. Uh, if you were to rob a bank with three other Reading players, past or present, who would be your getaway driver, your locksmith, and who would be on crowd control? It's a very oh, broad, yeah. very detailed question. Oh, God. Think of like proper so... loud players to be on crowd control, I would advise. Getaway driver, I'd probably go back a few years and choose someone who was a bit of a flop at Reading, but I mean, he was a nutter. <laughs> would be Ro- Royston Drenther. He was, I, I know that player for some reason. I don't he know why. played what at Everton, he... played at Real Madrid. Um, we got him yeah. in the Premier League, came in with lots of promise, um, but he was rubbish. Mm. Absolutely rubbish. Um, was he in the Premier League team in 2000? And... Oh, I can't remember now. 12 13, he was, yeah. He yeah. Was. Um, I choose him as my getaway driver, I think. Who what was the other two options again? Crowd control and uh locksmith, it's like breaking locksmith. the lock, I suppose, oh, the vault. God. Um crowd control. It'd probably be between Andy Carroll and Alex Pierce. Because mm. both of them are just mammoths of men and yeah i think i'd probably go with those actually actually, are we talking ex-players as well i didn't know yeah we can talk ex-players yeah alex alex pierce or andy carroll i think for that one Uh and a locksmith trying to think of intelligent reading players but there's not really many intelligent players (laughs) that i can think of um intelligent players full stop really (laughs) it's a very good point um i'd go graham murty reliable like, I, I I know he'll be able to do something under pressure. So, yeah, Graham Murray for Locksmith, Andy Carroll and that Alex Pierce on crowd control, and uh, Royston Drenther for getaway yeah. driver. Do you think you get away with the crime? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I I think Roy, Royston Drenther. Oh, actually, oh, no, actually, I just remembered. Lucas Yao, I think, was banned for driving from for speeding. <laughs> That's... That's brilliant. <laughs> No, sorry, sorry, R- R- Roston, you're being chucked out. No, um, Lucas Yao, getaway driver, because um, yeah, he was done for speeding, and I think he's disqualified now. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Lucas Yao. Um, yeah, no one will catch him. No, I imagine he won't. Probably <laughs> as brilliant that is. But yeah, it's been a good chat, really, uh, Matt. I just want to finish off with your uh, score predictions for the game on Friday. Oh, we did this on my podcast and I said that I've not predicted a Reading win in about seven or eight games because I just can't predict a win. Um, I don't know. There's something about this. It's one of those games which just any. I think genuinely anything could happen. It could be 2-1. It could be 3-0 to Birmingham. It could be 3-0 to Reading. It, I think a lot of it, again, football cliches will be straight on me for this, but a lot depends on the first goal. Um, because yeah, if you guys get that 
it'll be dreadful in the stadium. It'll be so toxic, I think. Um, but if we start on the front foot, like I say, the atmosphere's been good at the ground this year for kind of how poor the football's been. If they get get the step up, get a goal, and the fans get beyond the beyond the team, you know, we 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 we, we could just sneak a win. Um, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with. No, I'm not gonna stay with my original prediction. Uh, no, no, I can't. I wanted to do it on my podcast because I've not predicted a win in so long. But yeah, I'm gonna go one-one. Sorry, mm. boring. Yeah. <laughs> Score draw. I get crucified every week for saying one-one or a draw in anything because I'm always been told that I, on my podcast, I'm always been told that I'm always sitting on the fence with all these things. <laughs> But I don't know. I I just always said we're going to draw. That's the thing. So, um, yeah, I said this on Matt's podcast. You can go listen to that. Um, is it a podcast or is it YouTube channel? I, I always get mixed up with the proper terminology. Podcast. Yeah, podcast, yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we, we did podcasts and then put them all up on Spotify, Apple, mm-hmm. um, uh, Apple Podcasts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I said 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I'm going to stick to that just because I feel like I can see that happening. Um, I, I, I feel like we... Yeah, we we don't particularly do well against Reading. I always feel like they are a bit of a tough team for us. I mean, we did win 3-2 with the uh, earlier in the season, but we should have won that game 3-0. We shouldn't have conceded those two goals, but that's just us against Reading, unfortunately. It's just how we it's how we roll, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go 2-2. I don't think neither team's particularly great at defending, so uh, I think uh, a draw is on the cards. But, yeah, uh, Matt, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been really good to have you on, and... Uh, Get your Thank thoughts you. and insights onto uh, your team that you love, Reading FC. Hopefully, I've uh, not depressed it too much. Oh, trust me, <laughs> <laughs> we're two teams that are very similar. People are used to this sort of content. Well, it's when we get on the Watford people, or um, actually, you know the um, Sheffield United fans who are all like really happy with everything. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm not used to this. This isn't normal. This is. <laughs> we'll have to do a joint counselling session between Birmingham and Reading fans, and just mm-hmm. yeah, just cry on each other's shoulders. <laughs> I would make a good skit that would just have us <laughs> like Birmingham City and Reading counselling sessions inside free drop-ins. That'd be quite Perfect. funny today. <laughs> Twitter space. That's what it's there for now, isn't it? Twitter yeah, space. Literally, Online counselling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, be sure to go check out the Elm Park rules uh, on, uh, you've got Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, there, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then, yeah, podcast is posted onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all, the, all your podcast services. So, yeah wicked so be sure to go check the guys out they've been great uh uh in this past few hours just helping us out so uh yeah be sure to go check them out and uh be sure to check us out at blues focus all the links are on screen and in the description down below and you can also follow me on twitter at tommy underscore kelsall thank you for watching and keep right on sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share box ready to go your mates are already booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.